Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. Hey, hey, hey. I thought you said you were going to be outside today. I was, and I got to thinking. A lot of cars driving back and forth out there. Oh, and man. kids playing outside. <laughs> well, there would be a lot of... Uh, lot of noise going on oh gotcha gotcha dang man it is good to have you back you finally decided to come back to to be back i finally decided to come back you know hey had i figured i had to come back at some point in time so i figured hey why not now but i had to take a couple weeks (laughs) off had to get away for a minute no i've got a lot to share yes sir do you i do got all sorts of stuff to share man i'll tell you what well, when you when you when you let me know that we were about to start this podcast, I was snoozing. I took me a thirty minute nap. Well, I wouldn't expect anything else from you. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get my beauty sleep. That's right. But don't you old guys go to bed at like seven o'clock? I mean, this <laughs> this is almost past your bedtime. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, you're. You're knocking on the front door of my, my bedtime right now, so uh, we better make this quick. I gave you about 30 minutes right now. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, heck no. I was um, I was kind of planning on it being a little shorter, which it may not be any shorter. Who the heck knows? I don't know. but You never know. So what's been going on in the life of Marshall lately? Well, let's see. Uh, well... It's it's rather somber and sad news, to be honest with you. Um, let's see. I want to say it's been... Uh, let me think for a minute. It's been about four weeks now. Well, mm-hmm. Shutsky. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I froze there for a minute, so I don't know if you could hear me. Anyway, so it's been about four weeks now. So about four oh, weeks okay. ago... Go for about four weeks ago, my... Uh, one of my sister, I mean, I'm sorry, one of my wife's sisters passed away. Um, she was rather young. She was 35 years old. She was the middle sister. Uh, so my wife is the baby. And then there was Lauren, the middle sister, and the mm-hmm. oldest is Lindsay. Um, so she she passed away. The, the, the reason is unknown at this time. But uh, so it's been a very, very, very sad um past few weeks um, for my wife and her family and myself. And, uh, you know, obviously it's affected them a lot more than it has me. Um, I, I knew her sister mm-hmm. and I hung out with her a handful of times, but uh, never really got to spend some quality time with her. She was always off kind of living her own life, doing her own thing. So, uh, so, um, but anyway, so it's been rather sad, but uh, last weekend we had her, her funeral, her service. And then, uh, and it was, you know, it was, it was very, obviously it was a sad time. It was just the immediate family, just her mom and dad and sisters and myself and her uh, uh, brother-in-law. 
it was sad, obviously, but you know, it was a very sweet service, a very nice service, um, very intimate. Um, but you know, that, that weekend was a very good weekend, uh, because it really mm-hmm. brought the whole family together. Um, everybody was together, sharing memories, just hanging out, talking, spending some good quality time together, which I think the whole family needed, honestly. Uh, so it was very sweet. Um, it was just a mixture of, uh, uh, sweet and sour <laughs> really, uh, last, last weekend, but, uh, we are doing a celebration of life coming up towards the end of May. Uh, and the really neat thing mm-hmm. about that is we're going to be doing that at the same place that Kelsey and I got married. Um, so, Oh, sweet. That'll be pretty cool. Yeah. So the, and the interesting thing yeah. about that is her sister, her sister wasn't able to make it to our wedding. Um, so, uh, in a, in a different way, uh, it's kind of like she gets to, gets to be there. Uh, not that it's going to be about us at all. Um, but it's kind of neat to go back to the same place where we were married and where she's celebrating her life because they were both a celebration. Right. Uh, so it's, it's pretty cool. So anyway, that's what my wife and I have been up to. She's actually out of town this week. She's going to be gone for the next couple weeks out uh, in East Texas, where her family lives, um, and uh, house sitting, pet sitting. Her parents are going on a nice little cruise, getting away, uh, some time to just get away and relax and kind of get their mind off of what's been going on. Uh, so uh, that'll be great for them, and she'll get to hang out there at her where she grew up, and uh, and I just get to just have some bachelor time. So uh, it's nice. all it's all good. <laughs> I hadn't I had saved that. Uh, telling all of our listeners what you've been up to uh, just simply because I wanted uh, you to share it if you felt like you were to share it, but that's uh, obviously sad news, but uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why we do this podcast is because you, it's to steer people towards Jesus. You never know. She was incredibly young in our eyes and you just, you just never know. So you got to accept Jesus in your life and have that confidence in Jesus. because you just life is so short. Oh, absolutely. Life is very short and you never know when the good Lord is going to take us home. Uh, and that's something that we, the whole family that I heard repeatedly over that weekend is, um, life is short, but not only that, that, uh, to really be thankful for the time you have here on this earth and how precious that time is that we're given from God, um, and really, really, really take advantage of the time that God's given you to really love on your family and your friends and the people you really care about around you. And not even, but even just strangers. Um, cause it really got me to thinking a lot, uh, over the past few weeks. And, you know, I told my wife one night, I said, you know, what am I waiting on? Why am I waiting to spread the gospel? Why am I waiting to talk to my family and ask them, do you know the Lord? Are you saved? Have you been baptized? What am I waiting on? What in the world? Why am I so afraid to ruffle feathers or step on people's feet or what they're going to say or not say? So I said, you know what? Enough is enough. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the good Lord placed before me the opportunity to um, lead my, one of my younger brothers to Christ uh, last week. And uh, that was, a big highlight, uh, to my week last week. Um, yeah. So he, he, we, we were texting back and forth. He was asking me some questions about the Lord. 
uh, about the Bible. And uh, we just got on subject and more or less just said, hey, are you saved? Do you know the Lord as your Lord and Savior? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, my my brother, he wasn't necessarily raised in the church. When he was really, really young, he went to a Catholic church. And this is no bashing on, on Catholicism mm-hmm. or the Catholic church or anything like that, but they do things a little bit different. <clears throat> And, um, he, he thought that being saved was just being baptized. He thought that by being baptized, he was saved. And, uh, so he, he didn't know. And I told him, I said, no, I said, you have to accept Jesus Jesus Christ into your heart. You have to verbally, uh, or, you know, willingly, knowingly do that. And, um, Mm -hmm. so he did. So we, we, we walked through a prayer and he accepted Christ and, uh, now he is a saved man, and uh, he's starting that uh, journey with God to see what he's going to do in his life and serving Him. So it's exciting times. Um, Heck yeah! There, you know it's that is like exciting. I said, it's, it was it was a sweet and sour past few weeks. So uh, it's it's all yeah. good. Well, and that reminds me, Marshall, that uh, I I have to apologize that if, if he's if he's listening. Um, I forgot to send out the Bible today, and uh, <laughs> and that goes for all of our listeners too. Uh, we we got donated ten uh, Bibles. Uh, they're CSB uh, Christian Standard Bibles, and uh, they're great. I love them. Um, I like that translation. I think it's it's awesome. And thank you to the generous people that donated it. And we are definitely going to use it to spread God's word. And if you guys listening need a Bible, we have just a limited supply of those things. So if you guys need a Bible, don't hesitate to reach out to us and we will get one in the mail to you um, as soon as I can remember. So our first one is going to be going out here real soon. (laughs) But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. That's some exciting news. And, you know, I just love the fact that um, God's given us this opportunity to be able to hand these Bibles out, especially to your brother and something that he can kind of carry with him, um, in his new walk. Cause it's so important. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's really cool, um, to see that, to, it was, it's, it's really cool that I, you know, that you and I get to be a part of sharing God's word with him and giving him his very first Bible that he's mm-hmm. ever owned. Um, but aside from that, like you said, these Bibles are really cool. And like you said, thank you to the company and the people who, who, uh, gave these to us very generous, uh, very kind. And it gives us the opportunity to be able to spread, uh, God's word. Uh, but they're pretty cool looking Bibles. I like them. When you sent me the picture, I thought those are pretty cool looking. Um, I like them. I know I haven't, I meant to post them on Facebook and like our new Bibles came in today, but of course it's, it's been a busy week and I, I forgot everything. So I'll, I'll try and get that posted, show everybody what it looks like. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. They're, they're really good. It's like, I kind of, the CSB is kind of like, I, I read out of an amplified translation. Um, and the CSB is not quite as wordy as that, but I think it's, I, I really think it does a good job at m- mixing, um, and amplified with another translation, whatever that might be, ESV or whatever. I think they mix it, melds the two translations together, makes it easy to understand. I really like the way everything is worded in there. So you'll, you'll see when I send some to you too, Marshall. Yeah, mine's the 
my personal Bible is the NIV, New International Version. And I've had this Bible for, uh, man, probably since 2007, 2008, something like that. Um, or 2009, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. It's a, it's a study Bible, so it's, it's fantastic. And you know what's cool? Well, speaking of Bibles, my wife and I, uh, mm-hmm. a couple days ago, we were going through... Uh, just a bunch of stuff in our garage. We have a bunch of boxes that are set aside for garage sale stuff once we decide to have a garage sale. And we were rummaging through a bunch oh, of yeah. old stuff. She has a couple boxes full of stuff from her childhood that her parents gave her a couple years ago. And uh, we were going through this stuff for the celebration of life for her sister to kind of bring decorations and things like that. And uh, we came across a, a, a bin, a plastic bin, it's full of stuff from our house. We completely forgot about that. It's not meant to be uh, garage sale stuff. And I came across my Bible mm-hmm. that I got when I accepted Christ when I was like 14 years old, 13, 14, 15 years old, somewhere in there. I've been telling people 13 for the longest time. And then we did the math a couple days ago. And I think it was actually like 14 or 15. I don't know what happened in my mind, nice. <laughs> but it wasn't as early as I thought it was. But it was so cool because I was opening up the Bible and I, I could see it's a, it's a youth Bible. And uh, yeah, there's all these mm-hmm. notes in there from everybody in my youth group during that time uh, to say congratulations on that cool stuff. And I found some old notes and letters that everybody gave me. So talk about a walk down uh, a walk down memory lane. It was pretty cool. Heck yeah. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, heck, man, let's get into this. And we're going over Luke chapter 10. Tonight we covered oh, yeah. Luke chapter nine, and you're going to hear a lot of this. You're going to hear a lot of the similar stories, um, or it, it sounds it sounds familiar because now back in chapter nine, Marshall, we um, he sends out the twelve disciples, and now here in chapter ten, uh, he's sending out seventy people. Seventy seventy two. What? Seventy two messages. Seventy. Seventy two. Seventy-two. Mine says seventy. Mine says seventy-two. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Come from? I don't know, but they're Mine important. Says, okay, don't okay. forget about them. <laughs> the two. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm just going to read verse one here. Now, after this, which is uh, which is picking up after we where we left off at. Uh, in chapter nine. Now, after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them out ahead of him two by two into every city and place where he was about to go. Mine says the exact same thing, except for mine says 72 others and sent them out two by two. What? Why is there two different? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Who are those two? What, what, what is the deal? Who are those two? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. Hey, they weren't important enough to make well, it in your just, in your version. They made it in mine. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that kind of has got me confused a little bit. Hey, I'm gonna. I've got an old King James version here in the house. A couple of them, actually. I'm gonna go pull up and see what that one says here in a minute. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna look that up too. Um, me too. Let's see here. I'm going to look it up in, I've got the Bible app here, so I'm going to look it up in, um, oh, I got to change the, let me. Oh, it says 72. Your Bible's wrong. (laughs) My Bible app. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me find, I got to go down to Luke here. 
Luke chapter <laughs> 10, verse 1, 72. You got to be kidding me. Hey, I think there's a Other typo MS in your Bible. Read 70. No, no, no. It, it references this. So even the CSB says 72, but for some reason, um, there's it says other translation translations translations <laughs> uh, read 70. So I don't know. Not that not that the Bible get, is wrong, but of course that uh, I don't know how to explain that. I, I I would say this: there's so many different translations of the Bible that somewhere along the line, different people who translate it differently. And they interpreted it differently in those translations as what I'm probably thinking happened. That's, that's the explanation that we're going to go with. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, the important part, the important thing here is that he send them, he sends all these, uh, these people out two by two so that because, yep. uh, because the two you've got to be in a pair and that's simply because uh, accountability Mm-hmm. Yeah. That correct? Absolutely. Yes. But it was 72. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in. I'm not going to let you live it down. I'm just, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So moving on from that, he, they're, he's sending them out two by two and then he's going to tell them the harvest is abundant. And that mm-hmm. uh, it, mine expands on that for our, there are many who need to hear the good news about salvation, who need to hear what Jesus was preaching. Of course, my goodness. All right. <laughs> you done adjusting your mic? Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So there's the harvest is abundant and uh, that there's, there are many who need to hear the good uh, good news of salvation, just like there is today. There are still mm-hmm. many that need to hear the good news, and so. Yeah. But the workers, the workers, those those believers are few. Those the the laborers and those that are available to proclaim the good news are few. And it's like mm-hmm. you know that's that's what we're doing is we're relating this. We're seeing what Jesus has to say then and what how it pertains now. And it still is the same today as it was back then. There is still the harvest is still uh, abundant and there mm-hmm. are still too few people preaching that good news. Yeah. And the reason why they were sending out so many people other than just the 12 disciples that he had is because Jesus was wanting to prepare, uh, send out all these people to prepare the towns for Jesus to come and get them ready. Good stuff. Right. Yeah. They were, uh, for lack of a better words, they were the opening act, the, the opening band to the, uh, to the, the main event, like which that. was Jesus. Of course. They were the, they were, <laughs> they were the marshal to the George Strait. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> oh, shoot. And so, Therefore, prayerfully, I like that, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Go your way. Listen carefully. I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Which is, you know, mm. do you have anything to add on that, Marshall? <laughs> oh, let's just see here. What what verse is that? Lamb among wolves. Three. Um, uh, verse three. Pretty yeah. much. So, so what I have here, my little explanation that I love that y'all know I love to do. Uh, Jesus said he was sending out his his disciples uh, like lamb among wolves. They would have to be careful because they would surely meet 
with opposition. We too are sent into the world like lambs among wolves. So essentially just, you know, be alert and remember to face your enemies, not with aggression, but with love and gentleness. Um, so that's, that's pretty much that. Well said, well said. And then like we covered last week in chapter nine, he's sending these people out and <clears throat> he's telling them to, to don't carry a money belt or extra sandals or uh, greet anyone along the way, which I thought was like, an interesting thing. Don't, um, don't get held up. You know, don't, don't get veer off track. You have a mission and a job to do and don't veer off from that. Stay, stay focused on preaching the good news. And so whatever house you enter, uh, first say peace. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we, we explained that in, in last week's podcast, as far as like, you don't want people to get the wrong impression that you're there to, uh, with any ulterior motives. And, uh, and also the main part about that explanation is, uh, to remain focused on Jesus, remain focused on how God can provide for you. Don't rely on your own ambitions or your own uh, provisions. Rely on what God is providing for you. Mm-hmm. You got it. So I like this. So do you, it says, whatever house you enter first in verse five, um, mm-hmm. first say peace. That is a blessing of well-being yeah. and prosperity, the favor of God to this house. And so these guys are looking... They're going to greet them with uh, peace to you, brother, and or peace to you, however. And they're going to either deny you or they're going to accept you in. And those that accept you in, mm-hmm. you're to, you are to stay there. That's, that's going to yep. be who's <clears throat> going to provide for you, um, who God has appointed to su- supply, supply you with what you need while you're in that town. That's essentially what it's saying but here. Food and drink and all that good stuff. Yeah, and it, my in verse six it says, uh, "If anyone of peace there is, that's someone who is uh, sweet spirited and hospitable." There's that hospitality again. That comes up a lot, doesn't it, Marshall? It, it does come up a lot, and uh, especially today. And what I like, it says, "If a man," so mine says from verse five, it says, "When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you." I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. A little bit, it's a little bit different than than your wording. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like that. Verse 7 says, stay in the house eating and drinking what they provide, okay? And here's the confidence that you can have. And this is what I think this people get caught up in. You know, I hear a lot of times that, you know, material should be free. And, of course, I agree with, you know, like all the, like, Christian material should be free. And, I you know, I want this to remain free, this this ministry that we're, that, that we're on um, using this podcasting platform. I would love for it to stay as free as possible. But that being said, we can have confidence because if there comes a time that we can accept some money for this, some reimbursement to keep things going, to keep the ministry going, it's okay. It's biblical. Because here's one out of the many uh, different verses that says uh, in verse 7, what they prov- uh, stay in the house eating and drinking what they provide for the laborer, uh, you know, that's what they're doing, is worthy of his wages. Mm-hmm. And I, I really don't think that I'm taking it out of context. I think what Jesus is saying there is that it's okay to to accept help, to, uh, as long as you're, as long as you're fulfilling God's will in your life. 
Am I right or wrong on that, Marshall? Well, I've got an explanation that specifically is for uh, Luke ten seven, and it says Jesus's direction to stay in one house avoided certain problems. Uh, shifting from house to house could offend the families who first took them in. Uh, some families might begin to compete for the disciples' mm. presence, and some might think they were good enough to hear their message. If the disciples appeared not to appreciate the hospitality offered them, the town might not accept Jesus when he followed from there. In addition, by staying in one place, the disciples would not have to worry um, <clears throat> continually about getting good accommodations. Uh, they could settle down and focus on their appointed task. Okay. All right. So he just didn't want them. He just didn't want them. Uh, those, those people that were showing that hospitality to feel like they were taken advantage of to yeah, put it into even a simpler term than what you just read. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he goes ahead and, that, and reiterates himself there. Go ahead. No, it's gotten more explained this. I don't want to leave this out because it could add more to what you said, but it says Jesus told his disciples to accept hospitality graciously because their work entitled them to it. Ministers of the gospel deserve to be supported. And this is getting more into what you're saying. Um, they deserve to be supported yeah. and, our and our responsibility is to make sure they have what they need. Uh, there are several ways to encourage those who serve God in his church. Uh, first, see they have had an adequate salary. Second, see they are supported emotionally. Plan a time to express appreciation uh, for something they have done. Third, lift their spirits with special surprises from time to time. Uh, and then it says our ministers deserve to know uh, we are giving to them clearly. So uh, cheerfully, sorry, and generously. So yeah, I, you know, that first part didn't really explain what you said, but that second part, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Okay, so where are we at? Verse 8, whenever you go into yep. a city, this is where I was about to say that he was kind of reiterating himself um, as to staying in one house. When you go into a city and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. you know, we tell our kids all the mm -hmm. time that. It's like, don't don't be so disrespectful. <laughs> Hold on a second. <coughs> Sorry. Don't be so disrespectful. Like, if you get... Uh, you know, kids don't like broccoli. Kids don't like peas. But if you get if you go to a guest's house and they want to serve you peas and broccoli, then you better at least eat some of it because that's what is respectful. It's it's as much of a respect thing as it is anything. Oh, absolutely. There's been a handful of times I've gone to someone's house and they've served me, and I didn't necessarily like what they what they were serving me, but I ate it and I enjoyed it and I thanked <laughs> them for it <laughs> with a smile on my face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> even if even if you gotta like sneakfully plug your nose well i can plug mine without even reaching up there but even if you just gotta swallow that mm -hmm. stuff down you know be respectful and that's what that's yeah, what christianity is all about is respecting one another yeah going back to respect and love and yeah all right so <clears throat> he goes on in verse nine to say that he wants them to heal those who are sick authenticating your message. So God, uh, Jesus has given them uh, the authority through him, through their faith and trust in him. Obviously, these 70 weren't just uh, weren't just chosen on a whim. Jesus chose these, these uh, 70 or 72, like you were saying, Marshall, because of the faith that they had shown. <laughs> and um, so along with that comes 
something that you can, like, you, you got to be a little envious of. It's like, oh man, I would have loved to have been one of those 70 to be able to go out and preach the word and to perform these miracles through in Jesus's name. But we can be happy on our own time as well. We, there are certain um, blessings that we have in our time that they didn't oh, quite have definitely. back then. Oh yeah, for sure. The, uh, so then he says, and say to them, this is the, the kingdom of God has come near to you. It was the message that they were preaching as they were healing those who were sick. Whatever city you enter, they do, and they do not welcome you, uh, go out into the streets and say, even the dust of your city, which clings to our feet, we wipe off and protest against you, breaking all ties, which I explained that in the last podcast, that that was a kind of a Jewish religious leader would, it would go into a Gentile city. And this is, this is kind of where this comes from is they'd go through the city and because of what, how they considered the Gentiles, when they walk out of that city, uh, they would shake the dust off their feet, dust them, dust themselves off, dust them off their feet because they didn't want to take any of that, um, mm, yeah. uh, unclean, yeah. you know, cause the Gentiles were looked at as unclean. They didn't want to take any of that with yeah. them back to their holy city. Yeah. Well, it refers to Sodom right there, which Sodom was an evil city. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where was that? I tell you, be more bearable in that day of judgment for Sodom than for that city. So he actually kind of can. It's like if they reject your message, he he pretty much condemns them right there. Oh, yeah. In your face. And he says, uh, we're we're in uh, verse 13 here. Woe, judgment is coming to you. Chorazin, woe to you. Bethsaida, for the miracles performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, and they would have been uh, would have repented and changed their minds long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes, to show deep regret for sin. So those names that you mentioned, Chor- Chorazin, that was a sea, that was a city near the city of Galilee, probably yeah, two miles north of Capernaum. And no, I don't know this. I'm reading this right now. <laughs> uh, and the, uh, Tyre and Sidon. <laughs> were also cities destroyed by God as punishment for their wickedness. So these are all wicked cities that he's, that, that uh, Jesus is talking about. Thank you. I'm glad that you did that. Cause I, um, I, I really didn't look far enough into it to, cause the, all, all this stuff that we're going over, we're doing a quick Bible study to show the work of Jesus and to show why he was here and, and just try and walk through it and explain it the best we can. Um, but of course, there's always you can always go deeper. You could uh, sidetrack and go dig into why he was referencing these cities, or uh, you know, however. But that's why we say all the time: those listening need to go back and uh, read through it themselves. Absolutely, <laughs> don't always take our word for it because hey, we're human. We may misinterpret or misunderstand something. Uh, it's not intentional. Our our intentions and goal 100 percent here are to preach holy 100% the word of God and nothing else. Um, but our mm-hmm. interpretation might be a little bit different than your interpretation. Uh, but that's why we always use these notes at the bottom of, uh, of, of the scripture because it really helps break it down, put it in layman's terms and explain it to us and to you guys listeners. Yep. Cause you know, as, as Christians, it's our oh. responsibility, right? To, to get this point across, across, you know, truthfully, you know, it's, we, we gotta be accurate about what we're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. So he goes on, I'm going to skip to verse 16, Marshall, where he says, uh, this is Jesus talking, the one who listens to you listens to me. The one who rejects you rejects me, and the one who rejects me rejects him, my heavenly Father, Mm -hmm. who sent me. 
So he pretty much breaks it down is he's I'm sending you guys out here to uh, uh, here it is just like us as believers. Nowadays, it's the same thing. We are ambassadors for Jesus, for the kingdom. And so those who reject that ultimately reject God. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's what he's saying. And he's saying that he goes, he steps this all the way back to God, the father. Mm hmm. And side note, guys, uh, just saying, you don't want to be one of those who rejects God. I promise you, look, I've read through Revelation, and uh, yeah, it's not good. It's not good for those who don't know him and who reject him. Uh, the ending is uh, quite dreadful. Uh, so think about that. Well, here's the thing. You know, if we have, if, I don't know, I don't know the, what everybody's like that listens, you know, Marshall. So, but one thing's for sure is we have eternal life to look forward to as a believer. If we're wrong, mm -hmm. we're wrong. Then we just rot in the ground. But those people that are, you know, those atheists or whoever don't believe in Jesus and what he did on the cross, and if if they're wrong it, and we're right, then it's eternal punishment. It's eternal pain and suffering and separation from God. So you might as well be on the the winning side. Yeah. It, I mean, it what do you have to lose? Because what other... <laughs> Nothing, absolutely nothing, and everything to gain. Mm -hmm. And it even says in there that when you accept Christ, that your life is that your life is not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult, hard. So it's not like you know, you know. I think a lot of people think that when you become a Christian, life supposed to be perfect and happy and wonderful. Well, it's not, and it clearly states that. So you know, it's like being a Christian is not going to be all butterflies and rainbows and lollipops and whatever else you want to say. It's tough. It's challenging. Uh, right. But why not? Why not do that with Christ, knowing the outcome? And like you said, if the outcome isn't what it says, it isn't okay. But if it is, and you haven't accepted him, <laughs> yeah, the ending is not well. Well, you hear about these, right? Well, you hear about these these people that get they 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 just get so scared of everything. Scared? Oh, uh, you know, banks went down. Okay, fine. Or you know, the rumors of war. Well, God, you know, God told us that in his word that that's going to happen. So whatever, what do I have to look forward to eternal life? I'm not going to, you can't fear somebody as a believer, uh, who can kill the body because, yeah. you know, you have to fear that though. You know, you have to fear that, that can ruin the soul, ruin the spirit. And so what you, you have nothing to fear. Okay. No. We already know that bad stuff is going to happen. Our world, our world is going to deteriorate, but through that confidence and faith in Jesus Christ, we can live our lives that He's given us every day to to the fullest because we can find peace and rest in Him. Well, it has to get worse before it gets better. That's just the Bible. That's the way it goes. That's the way it has to go before Jesus' return. But I tell you, when He does return, it's mm. pretty cool. For those who don't know Jesus, well, the outcome is bad. But for those who do, do know Jesus and you've accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior, if you're still on earth when he comes back, you're going to go up up into heaven. Your spirit goes into heaven immediately, but not first. Those who are dead, who have been sleeping, they go first and then you go after. And my, my, my wife and I were looking at that last week. and. Uh, 
I honestly, mm. I didn't realize that when you die, that before Christ's second return, that that you're sleeping, that you're not necessarily in heaven yet. That you're, I mean, you're, you're sleeping, and then when He comes back for the second for the second coming, that's when you go up into heaven if you've already passed. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I honestly didn't know that. It then, and you're probably treading on some uh, controversial waters with some people, you know, with some folks that. Uh, interpret that in different ways. But of course I, I track along with you, Marshall, in saying that um, you, you said spirit earlier, when Jesus comes back, it, it, it will be glorified bodies. We will get yeah. glorified bodies. And I look forward to that day because no, <laughs> no more pain, no more suffering, no more death, no more tears, no more sadness, no more uh, hurt, uh, whatever you want to put it, it. Words can't describe how glorious that will be. Oh my goodness. And just the idea of still being on earth. If I'm still here when he comes back and I haven't died yet, I, I like the idea of, of of just my body dropping and my spirit going shoom, like a rocket up into heaven. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> it sounds like fun to me. I like to fly, yeah. so I'm ready to go. You, you keep using that analogy. You keep using that analogy. It's not your spirit, buddy. You're going to be, it, it, your body will be transformed. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your body will be transformed. Transformed. Mm -hmm. All right, so we we took a little side side rail off of that. You as you, we can get pretty fired up about it, you know. Oh, we can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. That's what. Although exciting. the uh, although Christianity and living as a believer in this life uh, is difficult, and uh, Jesus promised that it would be difficult, it's still exciting. It's still fun and it's still rewarding. Yeah. Bottom line. hundred percent. All right. So moving on, Marshall, verse 17, this, the 70 or 72, uh, returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, he said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. Listen carefully. I have given you authority that you now possess to th uh, tread on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy, Satan, and nothing will in any way harm you. Mm. We can, yeah, we can carry that. Jesus reaffirmed the fact that he's been there from the beginning by saying he watched Satan fall. Yeah. And Stick then he goes on to say, smoke it. Uh, yeah right, and uh, and nothing. I love that ending verse there. That and nothing will in any way harm you. Okay, yeah, we have that confidence with Jesus, just like we were saying earlier, that your body may die, but that faith and trust in Jesus, nothing can harm you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. I don't know. That's awesome. I, I love it. It gets it gets you all. It gets me all feeling good inside. <laughs> I know it. And then he kind of, and then he turns around and he humbles, he kind of mm. humbles them because, okay, like, like everything, these guys are hopped up. They are excited at what they've been able to do in Jesus's name. And people are receiving the message. They are getting healed. Demons are getting cast out. And he says, Hey guys, mm. nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits are subject to you. Don't get a big head on you. Don't uh, yep. don't think that this power is coming from you. Remember, it is the power given from the Father. Okay, 
rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. That's what we should be looking forward to. That's what we should be rejoicing in. Not the not uh, be happy with the blessings that he's given us, but the main thing to be happy about is that your name is recorded in heaven. That that's your final destination. Well, I think that's something to, you know, that's also important to point out there too that, you know, anytime, you know, let's say someone's healed or let's say you're you're praying over somebody and that person is healed. Um and it is so, so important to keep in mind that that is not you. Uh, you had nothing to do with that. You were merely a vessel being used uh, by God mm-hmm. to be with that person. Uh, so it, it's it's very, very easy as a Christian to become cocky and think that you're greater than thou. And you are absolutely 110% not. Uh, it is God who gets all the glory and and not you. So I think it's very important when you read that to for people to really... Uh, be be aware be aware of that yeah and i got i got to apologize if i may be um oh, <laughs> what's the, what's the word i'm looking for if i may be repeating myself over and over again but it's it's so important and it's also it also excites me so of course you you know how you get all giddy and oh yeah you, you just you just got to keep saying it that's the thing that's what we're here to do <laughs> we're here to proclaim the good news of Jesus, you know, and it's exciting. And that being said, as we move into uh, verse 21, he gets just as excited over these. He, he gets just as much joy out of, out of these people coming back and telling him what they've done and how they've spread his, the, his good news in the kingdom. And um, let's read about it here. Verse 21, in that very hour, he was overjoyed and rejoiced greatly in the Holy Spirit. And he said, I praise you, O Father. So what is he doing? He's he's still giving it all up. Even though Jesus charged you with this, he's still giving it up to the Father. Because, of course, that's where the power came from. That Just reading that and hearing you say that is making me get all... <laughs> making my ears, my, my ears, making my eyes get all... all uh, Teary, uh, because if you think about that, before that, he was telling his disciples and these and these people, these seventy-two or seventy, uh, to you know to really humble yourself. This isn't about you. This is about my Father in heaven. And then he himself, Jesus, yeah. who is God, you know, in, in the form of man on earth, he in turns flesh. around and says, "In yeah. flesh, yeah, I, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth." And I'm like. If that doesn't, you know, kind of hit you in the goods uh, and just make you feel good and make you kind of really step back and humble yourself and think, wow, if Jesus is going to be that humble, how much more should I be that humble mm-hmm. and give all the glory to God? I don't know. I just, I love that right there. That just mm, gets me all fired up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he says uh, that you have hidden these things relating to salvation from the wise and intelligent. Uh, otherwise, those that would think that they know it all, they've mm-hmm. been hidden from them, or they they just you know they disregarded the message. Um, but then he goes on to say, from uh, and have revealed them to infants, the childlike and the untaught. We we went over this already that you know blessed be in the beatitudes those that are poor in spirit, those that are uh, lower than the low, um, you know. So let's see here. Yes, Father, for this way, your gracious will and choice was well-pleasing in your sight. And so now he's going to break it down. 
All things have been transferred and turned over to me by my father, okay, God, and no one knows who the son is except the father or who the father is except the son and anyone to whom the son wishes to reveal to him. He's revealing it through his word to us now, these Mm -hmm. days, okay? That time... Jesus was establishing, he, he's establishing that relationship. He's telling them what relationship he had to God the Father and the, the Holy Spirit. He's, everything's kind of, he's explaining this to him in that sentence. Yeah. And so um, I really like where this is going here in verse 23. Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said privately, Blessed, joyful, spiritually enlightened, and favored by God are the eyes which see what you have seen. He's like, hey, guys. Keep this in mind. You guys, you guys are lucky. You guys are, you guys are blessed to have seen me because these guys of old, and he goes on in uh, verse 24, um, that, you know, King David, Isaiah, all those old prophets, all those uh, old kings and those who, who were godly men wanted to see, they, of course, they wanted to see Jesus. They wanted to see these miracles. They they would have loved to have been there where the disciples sit now. Oh yeah. Hey, hang on just one second. Let me step away for a minute. Let's take a quick break. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. I uh <laughs> I heard a dog howling. All right, we're back. And it sounded uh-huh. sounded really close. I thought it was my dog. My dog never howls. So I thought something was wrong. So that's why I got up to go check and see what was going on. Anyway, back to the good stuff. I got you. Well, I took that time. Yeah, exactly. I took that time <coughs> to read some of those uh, sub notes in the study Bible here. And um, if we back up just a little bit, when he was saying that all things have been transferred and turned over to me, he was the bottom line of that statement is the the Lord re- reveals himself only through Jesus. To know God, one must know his son, Jesus. That's what it all boils down to. Mm-hmm. And so, and then that's, he, he goes into saying that, uh, uh, verse 24, for I say to you that many prophets and kings longed to see what you see, and they did not see it, and they, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. They, they had, God was speaking to them, but to see all that has gone on so far, you know, just like us looking at it now, how much as as a as a believer and as much fire as we have inside of us to be with Jesus, we long for that too. We long to be oh, with yeah. Jesus. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. So verse twenty five, certain lawyer, it's a he was an ex uh, an expert in mosaic law, stood up to test him. That wasn't necessarily a um I was doing a little reading on it. When it says stood up to test him, I don't know how yours reads, Marshall, but it wasn't a, it wasn't like the Pharisees or, uh, and testing him. It, he, he was actually legitimately um, wanting an answer. He says, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is, what does yours say, Marshall? In verse 25? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It says, on the occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? 
So it says test them. But from what I, the, the little bit of commentary that I was reading on it was saying, was suggesting that he wasn't, he wasn't testing him like you would see with, uh, um, with a negative attitude. He was, he was asking and, <clears throat> right. And Jesus says to him, hey, you're a lawyer. Why don't you tell me what is written in the law? How do you read it? And this is great because this is the message that Jesus is, this is the new covenant right here. And this lawyer is going to repeat it to him. He, he Everything mm-hmm. wrapped up in the law in this one statement right here. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And that was mm-hmm. a quote. I did go back and, and look at it. It does say it. They had that. They had the new covenant the, in Deuteronomy, in their Old Testament. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so so, we're, so we're, we're pretty much down. So what, what verse are we on right now? Are we still on 28? 28. Okay, never mind. No. I was looking ahead. Yeah, 28. <laughs> well, I like what Jesus says. He's like, you got this correct. Do this habitually. And you yeah, will live. Says, do this and you will I like live. the word. Yeah. Do this habitually. Yeah. I, our, mine, my translation adds habitually, which is good because it's an everyday ordeal. You have to do this every day. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you don't. And so... um. Yeah. You lose sight. I mean, you can, you yeah. run the risk of falling away. You run the risk of um, letting sin creep in and you run the risk of a whole bunch of bad stuff. So you, you constantly have to remind yourself to uh, love the Lord, your God, which you should, you should already do. But then again, there's that love your neighbor as yourself, which is a, a little harder to do <laughs> from time to yeah. time. I like this next part. He so, goes on. Then he asks, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to read what you what you're about to read. He says, but he in 29 he says, but he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, "And who is my neighbor?" <laughs> and then Jesus replies, <laughs> "Go ahead, Aaron." Yeah, is he is he my is he my literal neighbor? Is it is it the guy living next door, or who is the neighbor? Which by at this <laughs> at this point in time, I would hope that anybody listening, and that you know that you would know that your neighbor is anybody. Anybody, yep. anybody can be your neighbor. And of yeah, course, you know, myself, when I, read that, um, when I read that, you know, mm-hmm. way back when you love your neighbor as yourself, right? Every time I heard that growing up, I thought literally love your neighbor. I was thinking just my neighbor. Well, that's all he was talking about. He was talking about everybody as a whole, anybody around you. Yeah. Kind of makes you kind of gives that, uh, um, Mr. Rogers, uh, a new meaning, doesn't it? Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> maybe he had something going there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that was his little thing there. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's so, so Jesus goes into a parable like he does, of course, with the good Samaritan. So you, we're going to see this guy, uh, he gets beat up, <clears throat> stripped of all his clothes, and is laying there half dead on the side of the road. And mm-hmm. 
several people pass by him as it, this guy's laying half dead on the side of the road and several people could pass by him um, and don't give him the time of day. Don't even stop to help him. Don't even stop to check and see if he's okay. And, but this Samaritan, uh, which was a foreigner, he, he was traveling along the road and he was deeply moved with compassion for him. He picks him up. He takes him to his house. He nurses him back to health. And, and what is the guy, uh, uh, let's see here. Okay, hold on a second here. Cause it, so it goes, on the next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, <clears throat> take care of him and whatever more uh, I will repay you when I return. Okay, so maybe I was wrong that saying that he took care of him, but he, he does he does take care of him he in a way. Him to an At least he stopped. Yeah, he, he picked him, him up. Him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just took him to an inn and paid for him to be there. Essentially, he, essentially he, he, he took him to a hotel room and, and, and paid for the room for him, you know? Yeah. And then Jesus asked the question after that, after that parable, he asked the question, who do you think, uh, the na- who do you think was, was the neighbor to the man who encountered the robbers, the, the beat up man, who was his neighbor? He, he's making a point here and saying that, this Samaritan loved his neighbor as he was as himself. You, you know, to say that you love your neighbor as yourself is to uh, the the way you would be treated is the way you should treat others. The way you would treat yourself is the way you should treat others. Um, I want to back up a little bit, Marshall, because I, I meant to do this earlier when we were uh, before we got into the the parable of the good Samaritan, and I. <clears throat> I was doing I was reading through some commentary on enduring word and I liked how it broke down that first part of chapter 10. And I'm just going to read through the little sub points because I, I I really like it and I think it's I, I think it's relevant here. So our own age has special privileges. This is after um this was after the uh, verse 24 where he says many prophets had had come to wanted to see what you guys are seeing and hear what you guys are hearing. So our own age has special privileges and it is good to see the blessings of our current time. Considering the work of 70 disciples as described in Luke chapter 10 shows ways that we can go forth to serve Jesus and spread his message. The harvest is great. We do the work knowing how big the job is. The laborers are few. We do the work knowing that we have a key job and pray the Lord of the harvest we do the work with a lot of prayer. Go your way. We are actually, we are to actually go and do the work. Okay. And then here's this breaking it down. Like lambs among wolves, we do the work, making ourselves vulnerable, letting God be our strength. And carry it's it's stepping you through everything we've covered thus far. Carry neither. We do the work without reliance upon anything except the gospel and the power of God. We've covered that. Greet no one. We do the work not allowing social obligations to hinder our work. I should have probably read this earlier, but I just, I liked how I was trying to save it till when we did this. So here we go. Um, eating and drinking such things as we give. We do the, uh, we do the work not being hung up on minor points. Heal the sick. We do the work looking to minister to the whole person with the power of God. Mm-hmm. And say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. We do the work preaching that the king and his kingdom are here. I think that gets 
forgotten about that the kingdom of God is here now. Yeah. Um, and then when he says here, but whatever city you enter and they do not receive, you go into its streets. As we do the work, we don't waste our time on those who are rejecting the gospel. You have to move on, you know? Mm-hmm. So he who hears me, he who rejects you rejects me. We do the work and remember whom we represent. And then the 70 that returned with joy, we do the work expecting God to do more than we expect. And Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. We do the work knowing that Jesus has so much joy when we do his work. That's why we get excited. That's why we get excited about doing this is because we know that Jesus has that joy, shares in that joy as well. Okay, sorry. I, love it. <clears throat> I wanted to read that because it was. It, I I really liked how they broke that down. Absolutely, that's nice. So anyway, let's re- recap who your neighbor is. That your neighbor is the good Samaritan, and mm-hmm. and then he goes into he goes into this. Uh, now we're moving on in verse thirty eight. We're going to meet up with so wanna- Martha and Mary. I would like to What's read that? through that if you don't mind. I'd like to read that if you don't mind. I have a few notes. I kind of got excited about it. Okay. I highlighted some stuff because I got Good. excited about it. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm going to start reading what Aaron just saying in, in verse 38. And I'm going to read through 42. Like he said, Jesus visits, visits Martha and Mary. Uh, so 38, as mm-hmm. Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who has sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he had said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Uh, She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. He goes on, and this is Jesus (laughs) talking. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So I want to go in. So there's there's more to what meets the eye here a little bit. So I'm going to read my little explanation down here. Uh, mm-hmm. So it says, Mary and Martha both loved Jesus. On this occasion, they were both serving him, but Martha thought Mary's style of serving was inferior to hers. She didn't realize that in her desire to serve, she was actually neglecting her guest. Uh, and then so it says, this is now, this is what I like. This is what stood out. Are you so busy mm-hmm. doing things for Jesus that you're not spending any time with him? Don't let your service become self-serving. Uh, Jesus did nothing, uh, did not blame Martha for being concerned about household chores he was only asking her to set priorities. Service to Christ can can uh, can degenerate into mere busy work that is no longer full of devotion to God. So that just that part right there. Don't let your service to mm-hmm. the Lord become self-serving. Kind of like what we had said before in, in a right in some previous verses, you know, about not being being humble. You know, making sure that when you're serving God, it's not about you. I oh, that just really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. I just absolutely love that because, like I said before. It is so easy to get caught up when we're serving God. It's so easy to think, oh, look at what I'm doing for God. Look at what Marshall did. Look at what Aaron did. You know, it's so, so easy to get caught up in that. And we got to stop and think, 
This has nothing to do with me, but everything to do with Jesus. Yep. And, and, and the distractions, it's so easy to get distracted, but you know, one thing as you were reading, I got to thinking about, um, what else can we take from this is the fact that we can remember, we can use this to look at how different types of worship, the way different uh, people worship God differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. have a serving spirit. Some some want to get ser- want to serve, and then some want to study, or some want to. There there are different types, and there's there's more types of worship. But in this instance, you can probably take away from she was trying to work hard, and uh, let's see here, uh, Martha was trying to work hard. She she had good intentions initially mm-hmm. uh, uh, to serve Jesus and to serve. And then, and, but Mary wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. Mary wanted to worship him at, at his feet, which is where we should always be. But um, she just had a different form. And mm-hmm. so there's a couple of things you can take out of it. Now, the, the point of it was exactly what you said, Marshall was the fact it was not getting caught up and yeah. thinking that it was all about you. That's where she yep. she did screw up by saying, "Hey, Jesus, <laughs> can you tell her to get to work or tell her that she needs to help me?" Yep. <laughs> I love it. Boy, I'm glad we made it through that. I do I too. Am too. I did, I wasn't so sure we were going to, but uh we did I, and it was wonderful. Exactly. Yes, sir. All right. Well, that's Luke chapter 10, so yeah, that was pretty good. Hey, we're like uh, like almost halfway through the book of Luke. What did I say before? There's like 20. Oh, man, really? Yeah, let's see. Yeah. There's 20, 24 chapters in the book of Luke. So we're just, just shy of halfway through, but almost halfway through um, the book of Luke. And we've been doing this for quite a while. I mean, we've been working through this for a minute, so yeah. uh, we've got a we've got a minute more to go. Uh, but man, it's been good. That's okay. That's okay. We're gonna take our time. We're gonna walk through this, and of course, we may take some like little detours and different topics from here from time to time. But we're gonna just keep trucking through this because it's important, especially for uh, to show people our focus is on Jesus. That's what you know. We need to learn from what he his life in the, uh, in the flesh. So I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, most definitely. So, all right, buddy. Well, let's get this wrapped up. I want to tell everybody, thank you for listening and let's share this with somebody this week, share it. It'll help us get this podcast out there. And, uh, you can check us out on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, hit that notification bell, subscribe to our channel there. That way you get notified every time uh, we drop a new episode like this. Um, most importantly, you want to help us get noticed. You want to help. You want to share this with somebody. Get on Apple iTunes or I can't ever remember how it, Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called now. 
Give us a good rating, good review. Write us a review. We'll shout you out on the on the podcast if we get a, a review. Give us good rating on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts at. That really helps out a lot. Helps us boost, uh, get a, noticed in rankings and algorithms and whatever computery stuff that is. Marshall, what you have anything to add? What else am I missing here? I'm always missing something. Uh, you know, not, not really. You, you've got it all. Our, our email. And for the love of me, I can't remember our email address because it changed just a while back and I don't have memorized yet. So what is our email address, Aaron? Okay. Yes. Email us mail at undauntedpursuit.com. It's that simple. Interact with us. We'd love to hear from you guys. And buddy, I think that's about it. If you need a Bible. If you need a Bible or you know somebody oh, that needs a Bible, yeah. please email us. Send us an email to that email that he just said or write us a message on, on Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, let us know. We want to get those Bibles out and as soon and we're we're going to get more ordered so we continue to have some. But 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 reach out to us. We want to get rid of these as fast as we can because we don't want to hang on to them because if we're hanging on to them, they're not serving their purpose. So please reach out to us if you guys need Exactly. All right. That's it. Guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time on Untaunted Pursuit Podcast. Have a good week. See ya. Adios. I've been living in a world today of my regret and past mistakes and wondering if it's too late and if I'm still your child. And I've been told that you set free And all it takes is on my knees And Jesus came to die for me And everything I've done And it seemed like two steps forward, one behind And progress right to the other side And move along and on down the line Cause this is what I see You gotta believe it's on your knees And Jesus came to set you free And say to the other side That he is who you are But you gotta believe it's something more And Jesus came But you gotta believe Oh, you gotta believe I've been looking at the world around And jealousy, it finds me I lose myself when all I think about is me But I believe if you built the stars And put the beating in my heart in If you've done that much Then I think you could change me Two steps forward, one behind him Progress right to the other side Move along and on down the line Cause this is what I see You gotta believe it's on your knees And Jesus came to set you free And say to the other side That he is who you are But you gotta believe it's something more And Jesus came to open doors It's true to the other side That he is who you are But you gotta believe You free and see to the other side. He is who you are, but you gotta believe.